0: So hello folks and welcome to another episode from the sales chat show in the sales chat show studio Mr. Graham Jones, Mr. Anthony Steers and I'm Simon Hazeldean and this episode of the sales chat show is called isn't it about time you started selling back to front so what what on earth what on earth does that mean well I was Running a workshop yesterday and uh, I was working with a group of very experienced sales professionals and we were looking uh, one of the things that we were looking at was the concept of what's sometimes referred to as reverse close planning. So many, many sales organizations have a sales process. It's often sequential, step one, step two, step three, because to some degree, sales is a process. And that is that is a very, very sensible thing to do. And I think there's probably therefore, because many people have been trained in that process, There is sort of a mental approach, a mental model that we start at the beginning and we go towards the end. Well, as the name would imply reverse close planning, we do a a fairly classic Dr. Stephen Covey beginning with the end in mind. So we go to the customer has placed the order and as as we have closed the sale in, in old school sales parlance and we work backwards. What needs to happen from yes and purchase order? What needs to happen, and you work backwards and see where you are in that in that process. And it allows a salesperson to sort of say for each sales stage, what is what is the event? What what decision does the customer need to make? What actions are there therefore to take? Who's going to take the action? Because it, it's it's often a team. A team cell in many things. When does it need to be completed? What do we need? But also blocking. What might get in the way? So we're starting with success, working backwards, and and helps us. And, and it's an interesting. And I'd just be interested in Anthony and Graham in your your perspectives. I'm I was I'm always quite, quite fascinated when I run this this session. Is how much insight it gives to salespeople when we start going backwards rather than rather than rather than going forwards, mm. and it sometimes helps to unstick opportunities as well. When you come back, you come back and realise there's a blocker. You can look at it in a in a different way. Your your thoughts on uh, selling back to front, guys? Well,
1: I was a bit concerned to begin with because I thought you were talking about the uh, various sales meetings. I've been to uh, where the salesperson is back to front because they've got a room full of people that they're selling to and then they turn their back on them and read the slides out. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So... I I thought that's what you were talking about. But yeah, no. yeah,
0: no, no, we're, we're definitely, uh, and as the three of us uh, sort of would be described as professional speakers, we would never do that, would we? Turn our back on the turn our back on the audience and look at our slides. That would be a <laughs> yes,
1: that yes, would be a, dre- a
0: dreadful faux pas. So, no, def- I, definitely not that.
1: Good, because- I'm glad to hear it. Uh, well, I, 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 oh, go on, Greg. Sorry. Well, I mean. The, each of us, of course, have written books. And you know that the publisher starts with, when's the publication date? Yeah. So they go, we are going to publish this on October the 10th. So we need to get it to the wholesalers by you know October the 1st. That, that means we need it out of the printers by September the 15th, whatever. And then they work back and then they say to you, right, we need 50,000 words from you by April uh, the 10th or whatever it is. So they've worked out all of the steps in the process. And then and then what happens is, you know, they tell you in the previous October, they need the, the work by April. And then I have met authors who then at the beginning of April go, oh, my goodness, I've got to write 70,000 words over the next three weeks. And I'm going, but why didn't you do what the publisher did? Because the publisher mapped it all out backwards Why don't you map it all out backwards? Because then you could start writing just 500 words a day rather than 70,000 words in three weeks. uh, And you wouldn't have put yourself under that pressure. Um, And so, and, you know, in the world of we go to conferences and events, you know, the conference organizer goes, well, the conference is going to be there are conferences now being organized for four years time. And they've had to book it. You know, you go to a major venue. You want the Excel. You can't book the Excel center for next week. You're going to have to book it for four or five years' time. So you know in five years' time you're going to be having this event. You then work backwards from that Mm. to now. And that tells you what you've got to do on various – and I never understand why salespeople don't do the same. You know, If I want to sell, if I want the customer to have this item – in september what have i got to do between now you know what what's going to happen at the end of august what's going to happen at the end of july whatever all the way back to today Mm.
0: because you've got you'll have a fairly good insight into your typical buying cycle and is that it does allow you to plan what you need to do in a more yeah. system systematic manner. I think also this has a side benefit of helping with sales forecasting and sales accuracy. Because I think the question, when are you going to close this sale is sometimes the wrong question for a sales manager to ask yeah. is okay, so when when will the customer be ready to purchase?
1: Yeah.
0: And, what, yeah. and what therefore do we need to do to facilitate that happening? Mm-hmm. Because one of the problems with thinking about sales processes is they sometimes seem to in some organizations people think they float around in mid air they don't they're aligned to connected or should be aligned and connected to to the customer's buying process there's and if the customer's buying process is going to take 3 months there's probably only so much you're going to be able to do to to speed that up
1: right yeah. so it's that
0: some, yeah I'm some...
2: t- Somebody asked me the other day, what's a really good question to ask a potential buyer? And I always say, well, I would ask them, what's their desired time frame? Yes. Because once I know what their expectation and desired time frame is, that manages my expectations of when I'm going to close this or how I might try and create more urgency. Um, I think Graham is right, though. I think some salespeople can massively be missing a trick um, by not using this kind of technique. And you're talking about reverse closing from a sales perspective. Yeah. Graham kind of gave the example of almost going in uh, sort of tracking the production of the, the the or the delivery of what it is you're going to do mm. which i think is great mm. but from a pitching perspective asking that question of if everything was perfect what would the world what would the company look like in 12 months time if mm. you can get people doing that future state thinking yeah That perfect picture, it puts them in a great positive mood. It gets them opening up, talking. Um, it's a great place to start in a conversation Mm -hmm. by understanding their vision, taking them up a notch in their mood because they're thinking about what this is, what's what's it going to look like once we've got to the end of this? And that's the exciting bit. And from there, you can then start to work backwards and perhaps look at what are some of the challenges they have right now that are stopping them from doing this. They obviously they know the picture of where they want to go to, so they must know what's stopping them and usually our solution can then come and say well look this is how we'll stop these blockers that are blocking you from from getting you to that point and then you can work backwards in well this is how our process is going to work so i think it's just a a clever thing not just from a Graham gave the example of the book well obviously if it needs to be produced and launched by a certain date then great but sometimes i mean, many speakers who want to be authors and when i go when are you going to launch your book then and they go i don't know back end of the year and i go didn't you say that last year and they kind of go well yeah um
1: and set a date (laughs)
2: yeah Yeah. um but but like i say i think from a just a sales perspective having that initial part of the conversation and there's um a, a guy i sometimes work with a guy called richard woods and he always just says if you could wave a magic wand yeah and and fix all of these problems what does that look like right and yeah. it's just such i think a lovely way to open up a conversation um and then you, you're you starting with the end in mind and i suppose well, I, think, I think what what's really interesting about your your comments
0: anthony is is you know the reverse close plan is is um to some degree a little bit tactical in nature right it's about getting getting the getting the order from the customer mm-hmm. um however if you go beyond that is delivery of value to the customer and you start there and like you're saying what's that future look like work backwards from there also the customers more likely to want that faster <laughs> you know and they, so the sooner the yes. sooner sooner they've got clarity over what they want the sooner they're going to want it and then we work backwards and i think also in a lot of sales the actual order is the start <clears throat> of things not it's not the end of things it's the start <clears throat> of implementation of execution of adoption of usage and of making sure the customer gets the full value so right. that they're going to want to carry on working with you or 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 buy from you buy from you again so i think you know starting with That vision of the customer's future, whatever, would you know, sounds awfully grandiose, but you know, the the magic wand has been waved and you're getting these benefits. Right. Let's work backwards together. That's even more powerful, I think, is to have your quote unquote reverse close plan as Mm. a joint. As a joint exercise with the customer,
2: and I think that as as well as kind of going back in that plan, I think almost just a stepping stone before. And I think I kind of alluded alluded to it before. Um, you kind of go back through what your process is going to be in reverse. After doing the this is this is the ideal situation or this is where we're trying to get to, by then saying, and what do you think is holding you back? You 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 kind of pull up this really big contrast where they're seeing the neg- the things that are stopping them from getting there. And mm. that's almost an admission in the fact that I know I need help, otherwise these things wouldn't still be stopping me, which then gives you license to say, well, look, let's work backwards. This is how we would do it. And yeah. I think it just frames their mindset in the right way to have this conversation and be open to mm. solutions. And for you to have the confidence to be able to yeah. go yeah. backwards with this, I think shows that you... You understand their problem that you're making sure they understand the process you can also gauge like uh, the example graham gave is is writing 500 words a day feasible for you can you can you squeeze half an hour an hour into it if not should it actually be you're going to spend three an afternoon every week does that work better for you almost trying to work backwards but being flexible with it so that they can see how they fit into it it's not too rigid Well, it's also we said. Sorry, go, go,
1: Graham. Because I think there's another reason for doing this is that if you if you start at the beginning, and you go right, I'm going to make this call to this customer or this potential customer, and you make the call, and they don't take the call, so you go, okay, I'll make a second call next week, Mm -hmm. and they take the call, but they're not interested, and you give up. Yep. Mm -hmm. So typically, we know that most salespeople give up on the second call uh whereas nobody makes a decision until about the sixth or seventh call so most people give up way too soon mm-hmm. whereas if we go in reverse and we've worked out what the end is like then we know that you know on um whatever it is june the 12th the this call will inevitably be about this stage of the process on june the 1st the call then will inevitably be about this part then on may the 10th the, and so your first call is not to try and sell something it's your first call is establishing mm-hmm. the meeting when you're going to meet somebody about something you know because you know where you're going with it it isn't you're mm-hmm. not trying to do everything at once you, each of those steps has been broken down in such a way that it makes it much more approachable for the salesperson. They're much more likely to do it because yeah. they're not facing this big thing. Mm-hmm. They're just facing the individual component, and that's much easier to deal with. The steps.
2: Awesome. The step by step, I, want, I want to it? jump in here, Simon. I know you were going to say something here, but it's kind of a compliment to you because I quote you on this all the time. Um, that then, I think, works perfectly with how you talk about writing proposals in inverted comments but the draft action document version one because i find that proposals are typically this is what we can do and this is how much we charge yeah whereas your draft action document version one shows that it's got some flex and it will will change but you can then document and and almost diarize those touch points and explain about them in this process so it's not you're not just trying to do high level this is the value you're going to get from it and this is the cost
0: I have a I I sort of sometimes refer to it as, as an action or an implementation plan, which goes at the back of the uh draft discussion documents, yeah, aka proposal, yeah. um, which goes all the way through the process to a completion with the customer, and it shows the stages, the potential timeline, the dates, and who's involved. And by the way the customer is also involved in many of those stages their names are next to the stages right because yeah. selling is not something you do to a customer it's something you do with customer we're trying to we're helping the customer to make a good buying decision and mm. i've had very very strong responses po- very positive responses to that approach from <clears throat> from customers you know it shows the stages that we'll need that we need to go through and that's been discussed with them in advance of them getting that, mm-hmm. that draft document. Or, I, or I'll say, would you like me to lay out like a first cut of how, how we might bring this to fruition? Oh, yes, please. Right. Because mm-hmm. it's helpful. It's a useful document. Very few people have ever said, no, thank you. Don't bother. <laughs> and if they do, by the way, then mm-hmm. maybe that's telling you we're not quite ready to we're not quite ready to go
2: for that. And, and and my guess is it then means that you're not going to try and send somebody something after that first, like graham said that first initial call where they kind of go well i might be interested in this but we're busy at the moment we're we're we're, we're doing this project we've got this big event something is going on that is more of a priority but they might yeah. go well i'm kind of interested in the future and the temptation i think as a salesperson is to go let me send you some information mm. uh, whereas you're better off saying well look when are things likely to slow down i'd love to have a chat and find out when you are ready what it is you're trying to do because then i can send you something useful mm, um yeah. rather than here's information about me that you don't really want to read because you're only really interested in what helps you so
0: <laughs> yeah and, and and that's probably about when is that going to be right
2: and then yeah. it, you can either you can
0: diarize that there and then with the customer pop the mm-hmm. meeting invitation or Absolutely. you can put it in if that if that's too yeah. far, to step too far, you diarize it yourself in your own CRM system yeah. that will tell you, hello, it's the thirty-first of
2: May. I need to Well, this this is how I used my analogy. Normally when I say you're prospecting, it should feel like you're dropping off a pizza menu. Uh, And all I mean by that is in that first initial thing, if I was phoning Graham, uh, once he's given me permission to speak, I'd say, look, Graham, this is what it is I do, but I'm guessing you're probably not looking for this right now. Is that right? And that's the most common objection. Most people turn around and go, yeah, you're right. We're not looking for that at the moment, which is what they're actually saying is we might buy this in the future. Because otherwise they'd say, no, no, we'd never buy that, in which case you phone the wrong person. But most of them go, yeah, you're right. We're not looking at that at the moment because this is more important or I have this in place already. Um, And that's why I say all I want to do on this first call, Graham, is introduce myself and share what other customers that I've worked with who are in your industry say about me so you can see what they say and find out when you think you might be hungry for my services. Because I'd like to get back in touch when you want me to. And usually people will then give you a nice indication of, well, actually, when we get to summer, we'll start looking at training. We'll start reviewing our IT. We'll we'll have budget for this. Um, um, That, Anthony, as well, that's also, I
0: think, another reminder of having a clear end in mind for each stage of the process for each call so my understanding of the purpose of today's call is to achieve this and Mm -hmm. the customer goes oh great okay so i'm not going to be pitched at right now i relax yeah Yeah. the purpose of this call is is to find is to find out information or whatever whatever that is customer Mm -hmm. knows exactly what's going to happen they're nice and psychologically comfortable yeah and then you agree what the next what the next step is. So I think having a very clear outcome for every customer call and every customer interaction Is a is a good sales discipline in of itself as well as obviously having things like reverse close and those those outcomes that we've spoken about. So, uh, gentlemen, any uh, sort uh, of closing thoughts or? I was
1: going to say it's worthwhile uh, thinking, Anthony. If you do think about dropping off the pizza menu to me, uh, you don't need to worry. It's just pepperoni.
2: That's (laughs) (laughs) Um, well. I suppose my closing comment, Simon, is that. I often recommend you uh, or, or your advice around that draft action document rather than sending mm. a proposal. Now I've got this concept more of this reverse close. I now see exactly how those two things can fit perfectly yeah. together. And, yeah. and what you're going to end up doing if you do a discovery call really well with, with a client is you're going to get them to map out the process they want to go through that you're yeah. going to do with them. So actually they're going to create – their own proposal technically which i think is is a genius way of, of approaching sales rather than just stabbing in the dark and sending out as much as you can and well, hoping it's,
0: to- it's a genuinely collaborative co-created
2: piece mm. of work yeah. right
0: that's the way i work with my clients right mm. so then the way you behave in the selling process tells them how you're going to be once they've once
2: they start working with you
0: once they've bought from you so
2: i think that kind of epitomizes exactly what i always say about helping customers to buy and i think it's a great way of demonstrating how you can do that rather than trying to sell to people
0: yeah absolutely mr jones closing closing thoughts from your good self
1: i just thought that you know starting with the end in mind that chap covey had a good idea um and i just thought it was well, everybody did.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: and if, uh, well, uh, my experience, and I think ours is definitely not. So yeah. <laughs> We would l- just like to invite all of our listeners to think about that as a concept. So you may be doing it, but you maybe could do it better or do more. Um, but definitely having clear outcome focus and working backwards from that has a lot of benefit in a, individual calls as part of an overall sales Dying process uh, etc so
1: and yeah. i would say that we mentioned at the beginning um you know turning your back on the audience and reading your slides out uh, if you're not quite sure what I meant there are episodes in the library talking about how to give sales presentations where uh, <laughs> you'll be able to find out more about that topic <laughs> yes
0: uh, thank you th- 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 thank you for that uh, excellent plug Mr Jones 250 <laughs> plus episodes in our back catalogue covering Gosh, every possible aspect of the sales process and the world of sales by now. So and, and a great library that we're adding to on a regular basis. You'll find all of those episodes on all of the major podcast platforms. So wherever you prefer to get your podcast from, you'll find the sales chat show and please do subscribe to the sales chat show and you will be notified of new episodes which we release on a regular basis. So thank you, Mr. Jones. Thank you, Mr. Steers. I've been Simon Hazeldean and thank you for listening to the sales chat show we would just like to wish you good luck and good selling folks